You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 27, November 3rd, 2020. This show is produced in partnership with Hospitality Technology and Restaurant Technology Network. Smarter hotels, smarter restaurants. My name's Matt Hazelhoff, and today I'm with Skip Kimple on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the Tech Chef. Well, greetings, my podcast fans, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and today is our special election edition. Now, I was looking at my podcast statistics the other day, and we have thousands of listeners in over 40 countries. I find that fascinating. Having said that, if you're listening from the good old US of A and you have not gone out and cast your vote yet, please do so. It is such an important part of who we are as Americans and especially this election. Also, if you are additionally listening from Florida, make sure you vote no on Amendment 2, the $15 minimum wage amendment that's on your ballot. This will crush the hospitality industry to the point of no return if this moves forward. To learn why, go to amendment2hurtsyou.com. I have been looking forward to today's episode from the very moment I conceived the Tech Chef podcast. I think that what Omnivore offers is so critical to a restaurant's tech stack that I knew they had to be part of this journey with me. With their new menu management system, they really have a game changer on their hands. So who is Omnivore and what do they do? Omnivore empowers restaurant brands to digitize their guest and operational experience in a meaningful and sustainable way. They deliver an end-to-end suite of solutions built on data and insights that help optimize the essential elements of the digital restaurant experience, bringing in best-of-breed solutions such as online ordering, pay-at-the-table, third-party delivery, reservations, loyalty, inventory, labor and analytics, and so much more. All of these solutions completely integrate into the restaurant POS for operational efficiency, future agility, and leveraging of data. Joining me to discuss all of this is Matt Hazelhoff, a 20-year veteran of digital technologies serving the restaurant industry. Over the past four years, Matt has served as the Chief Revenue Officer for Omnivore. Prior to his role at Omnivore, he also served under several industry advisory boards that have helped restaurants navigate to technologies that drive additional revenue and efficiencies. My guest today, I have the Chief Revenue Officer at Omnivore, Matt Hazelhoff. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, likewise, Skip. Um, glad to be here. So tell me a little bit about Matt. Uh, tell me what he's all about and why he joined Omnivore. Uh, yeah, a great question. And uh, again, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I've been uh, in the, I would say, the, the technology sector for, for restaurants now for, for 20 plus years. I mean, hard to, hard to believe that I 
when I started, I was actually uh, with a, a company called Cherry, which made uh, keyboards. It was uh, <laughs> pre-touchscreen back in, the, in those days. So, uh, you know, kind of cut my teeth there. And, and throughout the years, you know, I've, I've worked for uh, POS uh, resellers. I've worked for various startup companies, uh, you know, was uh, part of Heartland uh, Payment Systems for a short time. And uh, when I uh, saw the opportunity at Omnivore a little over four years ago, uh, just looked like technology that was so meaningful and needed in the industry that uh, it, it was a great transition coming on over. Now, complete this sentence with anything other than your job title. I am a, and remember, this is a kid-friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an advocate, uh, an advocate for the uh, restaurant industry, um, especially, you know, obviously what's going on right now. Uh, you know, we, we need a lot, of, a lot more advocates in the industry, uh, providing thought leadership in, on, on how uh, restaurants are, are going to survive. Uh, through this pandemic. And I think that's such an important topic right now in today's day and age. We got to find ways to work together, you know, communicate everything that's going out there because, you know, right now we can't go to conferences, you know, we're doing all these virtual meetings, et cetera. As a matter of fact, I mean, we've known each other for several years now. Last time we got together was at Murtech in Las Vegas, right when this pandemic hit, I think it was the first or second week of March. Um, I, I can't, yeah. I can't believe what's happened since then. It's been crazy. But it's, it's been insane. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was on a plane coming back from Murtech uh, on the on March 12th, uh, and I could not believe how empty the airport was already at that time. And uh, yeah, time, time flies. I mean, it's uh, everything is virtual. Um, you know, it, it, it makes it very difficult not uh, being at conferences and, and trade shows like we were in the past, because as you know, that's, that's where a lot of that thought leadership, you know, I just said, you know, that's, that's where it all comes out. So it's been a little, little bit more difficult, uh, trying to do, um, you know, all the relationships and, and thought leadership, uh, via zoom links all the time. <laughs> Very true. You know, somebody asked me the other day, cause I love going to, to Las Vegas for the Murtech show. I, it's, it's just fun. It's, I don't go to Las Vegas very often. That's the one time that I really do. And it's, it's really an enjoyable time because there's so many, it's so much to do. The shows, the food, it's all great. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, what crazy new attraction will Las Vegas have in 20 years from now? And I'm thinking it's probably going to be the COVID experience or something like that. They'll do a Cirque du Soleil show uh, with everybody in masks. <laughs> there you go. They're, well, they'll probably do that when they reopen. So let's talk a little bit about Omnivore. Uh, the history of the company, you know, why it was born, and really the need for that product in today's market. Uh, originally, uh, the, the core of Omnivore was started really as a universal API or, or middleware. Uh, and the reason for that is, is our uh, chairman of the board and main investor, Chris Sullivan, and, and I think just about anybody on your podcast knows Chris Sullivan, but he was the, the founder and former CEO of, of Bloomin Brands. And when uh, he exited from Bloomin, um, you know, he had a just a passion for for technology into the restaurant space, and he always felt like restaurants were always kind of behind um, the the eight ball when it came to technology. So he went out and, and and acquired some some digital technologies for the restaurant industry. And as they were building them out, he quickly realized that even though you had a great app, uh, you know, or an idea, the problem is you had to write multiple direct integrations to all the legacy POS. 
And, and that can be really costly. It, it, it takes a lot of time and it was really hard to get to market. So originally they, they built Omnivore kind of out, out of a necessity for his uh, applications, but it quickly kind of spread out in, into the industry that Omnivore was a spot that a, a third-party application provider could go to, write one integration of Omnivore, and then we gave them all the access to the main POS systems. Um, had a lot of success with that. We built our, our marketplace of apps. Um, so if you go to our website, you can see all the various apps that connect through Omnivore. And, and we built that, that marketplace over the first couple of years I was here. Um, about two years ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we actually found out that even though we, we solved one problem by allowing a restaurateur to connect multiple technologies, we created a whole nother issue. You know, so Skip, if, if, if I uh, let you connect, you know, online ordering and all, all your delivery providers, so DoorDash and, and Postmates and everybody, that, that was all great. But we created this problem that now you, Skip, would have to manage multiple digital menus. And that can be very time consuming and bur burdensome. Um, you know, just think about it. If you, you wanted to make one simple menu change, you would have to contact maybe up to 10 different providers to, to get the, you know, that menu item. And then you got to really pray that, <laughs> they, that each one of them um, show that menu item the correct way, you know, making sure it's your picture of your food and the description's right and the, and the price is right and everything else. So, so we, we, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, we decided, uh, uh, to build a product we call a menu management system or MMS. And, and the, the original intent was to, to handle those, those menus. But as we went out, we didn't want to build this thing in, in a silo. We really wanted the industry input. So, uh, Skip, we used you. You were one of our very first um, um, people that we spoke to, but we spoke to about 20 different restaurants, everything from QSR to, to fast casual and full service and, and just, you know, ask them what are, what are the other needs and, and delivery was obviously the number one thing that was was very challenging for restaurants. So one of the first features we built on, on top of the menu management piece was direct injection. So getting rid of the tablets and letting the orders go directly into the POS system, it saves on labor and, and human error, as, as you know. Uh, but then, you know, we moved uh, quickly and found out that there were just all these other pieces that, that were, were really challenging for restaurants. So, you know, uh, 80, 60 items, you know, so if you're, if you're out of something and uh, you, you don't want it orderable, instead of having to contact every individual um, uh, delivery provider, you can just do it at a push of a button and, and, and just several other features. And, and one of the other things that we're seeing right now that, you know, I, I didn't think would come this quickly, but again, the world we live in is kind of forced this way is ghost kitchens. Uh, we are seeing several of our, our customers that are literally running maybe up to three brands out of their restaurant. And I can't imagine that if just if you had the big four delivery providers and you're running three different concepts, you could have 12 tablets running at your restaurant. And, and that's, I just don't know how a restaurant can manage, uh, you know, 12 tablets. So, you know, again, MMS uh, eliminates all those tablets. We, we currently do have 
uh, one of our, our customers is running uh, three different brands out of their out of the restaurant. So, um, you know, like we've kind of come full circle from just being that, that universal API to a uh, really a platform uh, that that drives success uh, at the restaurant level. Well, you just answered about uh, three quarters of my question. So we'll just wrap up right now. <laughs> there you go. I, I, my, my elevator pitch uh, has gotten better. Well, I was going to say, well, so that was a long ride up to the top of the Sears Tower. You're in Chicago, right? I am in Chicago. And uh, yeah, uh, today, just, you know, I think everybody knows today is the last day that uh, restaurants are going to be allowed open. So uh, delivery is <laughs> is at the forefront. So Matt, speaking of Chicago, did it snow this year for Halloween? Uh, it did not. It was actually uh, pretty nice this uh, this Halloween. You know, fifty six and uh, sunny is pretty good for Chicago area. It sure is. Gosh, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> did Did you get dressed up? You know, something scary like a Bears fan. You know, that's scary enough. I'm, I'm scary all by myself. <laughs> I don't need any additional. <laughs> I get this question a lot, especially from people that um, are in the restaurant industry, but they don't understand the technology piece. And that is the question of why integrate? Why not just buy a POS system that does everything from their viewpoint? Why be spending all the money on all these integrations, et cetera, when you could just buy a POS that does it? Yeah, Skip, you know, that I've, I've seen that uh, throughout the 20 years that I've, I've been in this industry and, uh, you know, the, the, the issue with doing that is, you know, there, there's an old saying, you know, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you, by, by doing that, that's really what you're doing. And, and, you know, you might have the best POS system in the world, but, you know, their online ordering or maybe their loyalty or reservation or whatever else they've got uh, built into that, that, that might not really suit your needs. And, and you got to really look at a restaurant. I mean, your menu is going to be completely different than a Burger King menu, for example. So, you know, it's not a one size fits all, number one. And, you know, the other thing is, is as a restaurant grows, your needs are going to grow. So maybe your loyalty platform that was great for you five years ago is, is just not good for your, your needs now. Um, so, you know, that's part of it. The other part is it, of it is why, why would you, anybody want one company to control all of what your needs are. It just never made any sense to me that you would let someone, you know, put them under your thumb, their thumb like that. Um, you know, with, with Omnivore, what, what we give is that, that versatility where what works for you today may not work to, tomorrow, but we give you the option to plug and unplug applications much easier than in, in the past. And we, we see it all the time. Um, you know, we've got a lot of restaurants, larger uh, chain restaurants that have have written their own technologies um, and they're using us for the connection. Uh, we've got, you know, smaller restaurant groups that, um, you know, they're, they're looking for online ordering. And instead of having just one option, we can give them five different options. Um, it, it really does. It, it, it unshackles uh, the restaurants from from having to just use one technology that that may not even work for them. Correct. And, uh, you know, obviously I set that question up because it allows you to bring in the best of breed solutions. A POS is never going to be able to do everything that you want it to do, especially if you're growing uh, a growing company or an enterprise operation. A all-inclusive POS is it just isn't going to cut it. And I think you guys have even quoted me on this. But, you know, the way I look at Omnivore, it really is that 
that Swiss Army knife of POS integrations. It really allows you to bring in whatever you want. And you mentioned uh, earlier in the show that you had, I think, up 150 apps that tie into your system, which I think is fantastic from back of house, front of house, outside of house. You really have this huge um, ecosystem of applications that can tie into your POS. And I think that is critical. It allows the business to be more flexible in what they do and how they do it. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that that was always the uh, the vision of our founders of our company is is exactly that. Letting the restaurant choose. I I, I always I, I always you know I, the saying I always use is the restaurants have a choice and have a voice, and they should be able to use that and, and go out and, and again use the best of breed apps that work for them. Um, you know, it's it's incredibly important, and I, I think we're seeing that. Uh, now more than ever, I think there there were a lot of restaurants that literally got caught completely off guard with everything going on. And and what Omnivore allows is is quickly being able to shift your business, other than waiting you know waiting for your your POS provider or someone else to to build something for you. We have a stable of products that we can launch immediately and, and help a lot of these restaurants recover and 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 do business. You'd also mention MMS, uh, the menu management system in your elevator pitch. And I, question for you, I know there's other third-party delivery aggregator systems out there. What makes MMS different or better than these other solutions? Yeah, I, I get that all the time. And, and MMS is our, you know, that is our number one product right now uh, within Omnivore. Um, it is our fastest growing product we have by by far. Um, and the and the, re, the the big differences you know out there are n- number one is is we're not scraping menus. I, I think a lot of people under kind of understand that. So we're not we're not doing everything manually. Uh, ours is more a much more automated system, and it's it's truly integrated into the POS system. A lot of them, it, it's a separate device. So you you, you still are going to get a tablet, and you know maybe that that tablet is hooked to a printer and it's and it's firing a ticket someone still has to manually enter that into the POS system. And, and that's one of the things we can do. The, the other thing that, that is different about MMS from our competitors is the fact that, um, you know, there, there are some of them that are also um, online ordering um, companies. So I, I could never figure that out. It's, it's almost kind of back to our, our conversation about the POS running everything. You know, I could never understand why anybody would want their online ordering provider also be their, their delivery aggregator and, and even have uh, connections for their other um, um, third-party applications. Because what happens if you don't like their online ordering anymore? Then that means you lose uh, your, your, your uh, delivery aggregation. That just doesn't really, it wouldn't sit well with me. Um, Omnivore has been very, very careful uh, not to play uh, in that, that area. We, we have online ordering partners that, that connect to Omnivore and, and we would never build an online ordering system uh, to cut them out. It, it, it works better if, if we're partnering, again, with best of breed online ordering applications to, to give the restaurateur the experience that they want. Gee, I wonder what big online ordering platform you might be talking about. <laughs> no clue who that is. <laughs> no clue who that is. Yeah, I'll have to have to rack my brain to figure that out. Well, and that brings up an interesting point, which attracted me to your product as well, is contractually and pricing wise, 
what you've got cannot be beat. I have to say that. Yeah, it, it uh, <laughs> yeah, our pricing is is very aggressive. Um, and, and again, when we we couple that with uh, some of our other uh, online ordering partners, we we can be very very competitive <laughs> uh, against uh, just about anybody out there. And 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 we also uh, believe, you know, not to, you know, putting people in long term contracts is that's not being a good partner. Um, we really do want to be a good partner uh, with our customers. So, you know, again, we're, we're only doing one year contracts. Uh, now, if a restaurateur says, hey, I want to lock in for three years, they have no problem with that. But we're not going to we're not going to force um, long term contracts or any kind of, uh, you know, we're not doing per transaction fees. We're not doing setup fees. All, all we're doing is, is just a, a per location per month fee you know, one-year contract, and, you know, we're, we don't have nasty, you know, uh, cancellation fees, any of that. We really do have the restaurant tour uh, front of mind. So we were just talking about, you know, the fees and stuff like that, but it's important to know that operator isn't being charged for anything. Really, that's a pass-through cost from, from the partner that you work with. So really, for the most part, we install your agent. And by the way, the installation process those of you who have never walked through an, an omnivore installation process, it is so slick and simple. Um, and by the way, from a CIO's perspective, it is one agent to maintain on that POS and one security concern, and that is it. I That's one of the reasons why if I'm hunting for a solution, the first question I ask them is if they're integrated with omnivore versus having their own agent on the computer because that just poses a lot more uh, risk areas for me in regards to does the agent fail? You know, are we going to have to reboot? Are we going to have to monitor that? Or if there's a security issue, where is that security issue coming from? So I think that central point is a huge selling point for me from an omnivore perspective. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I sometimes I, I kind of, you know, MMS is, is so prominent right now that I sometimes do forget that, uh, you know, we're in 23,000 restaurants uh, worldwide. And and a, a large majority of those are are with the Omnivore API um, and apps attached. And you're you're absolutely correct, Skip. When we when we first went out, I remember the first Mertech we went to, and we were telling customers, you know, because they're asking us who's Omnivore, and we would explain, and they're like, well, what's the what's the price? And we we're like, there there is no price to the restaurant tour. We we in fact we charge the app provider. So when you know, if you're paying, you know, ninety nine ninety five for one of your app providers, the the omnivore fee is baked into their side. Um, so yeah, you, the restaurants uh, never never charged. Uh, the only time we would, we'd ever charge a restaurant, and we do have a few of them, is you know, if a restaurant comes out with their own app, then we treat them like a, a an app provider at that time. But in, in general, no, we do not charge for our our universal API. And here's another reason why it was so important to me, especially during COVID, and that is that it allowed me to pivot very quickly. So we had Omnivore on all of our POSs because we were using it for, I believe, our online ordering system at the time. But by having that in place, we needed to do things like curbside, takeout, um, drive through with devices out in the parking lot. And you know what? I hunted down devices and and companies that worked with Omnivore, we were able to launch that kind of stuff rapidly, like in a couple of weeks versus, you know, maybe a couple of months to, if, if you used any other company. 
Yeah, I, I would actually, you know, even go as far as to say right now, when you talk about curbside um, ordering and, and pickup and everything, I, I am a firm believer we do have the best of breed apps on our, our platform to, to do that. And, and there are, there's almost too many of them to even name all of them because um, they're coming out of the woodworks. You know, every day I'm hearing of a, a new company that you know, you scan a QR code and the, the uh, menu comes up on their phone. They're able to order and, and pay and, and the food's brought right out to you, uh, to the car. Um, we've got several apps doing that, um, you know, online ordering. You know, I was shocked how many restaurants really didn't have a, a good online ordering solution. Um, uh, delivery. Um, and we are able to stand restaurants up at a, an incredible pace. Um, I can actually say that uh, you know, I'm, I can't say names, but we, we had one uh, restaurant chain that we were able to do uh, 800 of their locations in less than a week. You know, that that that's kind of unheard of in this industry. What I think a lot of restaurants realized during COVID is their off-premise strategy might not be the best office, off, might not be the best off-premise strategy under strain. And we all experienced that during COVID. So, you know, if you had an online ordering system, well, it might suck, quite honestly. Maybe the server was crashing. Maybe it was doing this. Maybe it was doing that. Maybe it couldn't do loyalty. Once again, by having the Omnivore agent in place, we could swap out basically like a piece of a puzzle, you know, find out what is the best suited solution for us. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it's actually funny you you bring that up. <clears throat> my My wife this morning was actually going to, uh, went on to one of her apps to order some smoothies this morning. And lo and behold, guess what? The, the app was down. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, and it, it causes a, a bad experience. And, and that's, you know, another thing I think everybody needs to be cognizant of is, you know, making sure that you have really good technologies. Because if, if you go to use an app or, or go to online to, to order and it, and it doesn't work, you know, people are going to be very reluctant to go back to that app and, and retry it again. So yes, um, definitely picking the best in breed. And, and listen, you may pick something and find out down the road that that's not, it's just not working for them. We have other options. So, you know, you're never out of options. I, I've actually brought, when we talk about uh, curbside ordering and everything, um, there's one of our customers, I bet I've brought four different solutions for them to look at. Um, you know, not many people can do that. And that's I mean, another thing why, why I love my job here at Omnivore is uh, unlike any other position I've ever had where you have one widget, maybe two widgets that you're trained to, to push out in the industry, I feel much more like a consultant uh, in this previous role uh, with, with Omnivore because, you know, I don't really have a horse in the race. Um, we're, we just try to make sure we bring the restaurant tour the apps we think will work for them but we're not we're not betting on any one person so i guarantee you right now there are vendors listening to the show that want my business and i've made it very clear to most of my vendors if you're not with omnivore i'm going to keep looking how do they learn more about integrating with omnivore yeah, um, fairly simple. I mean, you, you can look at our website. Our, our website is actually being completely redone. Um, a lot of that is because right now when you go to our, our website, it's, it's very much uh, more app 
uh, developer driven, not, not restaurant centric. So we're making a cognizant effort to, to put more messaging out there for the, the restaurants. But um, no, you, you know, it, it, you can easily uh, reach out uh, through our website or you can contact me directly. Um, we're always available. And for the operators listening to the show, how do they find out more about MMS? Because I think there is a great advantage to them to actually check that out. Yeah, again, if you if you go to the website uh, and you go to the very top of the page, we do have a tab up there for MMS. But, um, you know, the, again, the best way to walk an operator through, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, the full capabilities of MMS is, is literally reaching out to sales at omnivore.io. Uh, <laughs> and we would be, you know, more than happy to walk anybody through, you know, all of the features, functionality of MMS, our, our pricing structure, everything. Well, we're going to wrap things up. This has been a, a very awesome conversation. I love sharing the word of good vendors. You know, I, there's only a handful of vendors out there that I, I really trust and I have a lot of faith in. And Omnivore is one of those go-to companies for me. Question for you. Uh, today's election day. Yay. Other than voting, what's the longest you have ever waited in line for something? And what was it? Oh, boy. Good question. Uh, actually, uh, it was, I'm going to say it was end of April, I want to say. And the longest line I stood in was actually at Menards because they were only letting 40 people in the building at a time. And the line wrapped all the way around into the lumber yard. <laughs> so I literally stood in, in line for an hour and a half just to get grass seed. <laughs> what was it you said you picked up? Just grass seed. I was reseeding the lawn for, for the spring. <laughs> really? You waited in line for that? Oh. I don't know. You. Um, it was an event. I get to tell my kids someday that I waited an hour and a half for grass seed at Menards. <laughs> Sounds like such a Midwestern thing to do. I got to say, <laughs> Matt, I've had a blast today, and I can't wait to get back together again at the you know next conference in person. Keep up the great work over there at Omnivore, and always remember, go Packers! Ooh, come on now, you do that to me, go Bears! <laughs> Have a great one, Skip. I appreciate the time today and, and look forward to talking very, very soon. For those of you that are not using Omnivore, hopefully that interview started your creative juices flowing and inspired you to check them out to see if what they offer is a good fit for you. For me, I can't imagine not having them as a partner in my tech stack. Now, if you have any questions about Omnivore and what I really think about them, you can always reach me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can go to my website at skipkimple.com and also call the comment hotline at 954-302-0851. Don't forget about the contest with DTIQ that I had mentioned a couple episodes ago. We are running this contest until Thanksgiving and making the announcement on Thanksgiving Day. DTIQ is giving away this massive video equipment and analytics package valued at $3,900. It's easy to learn more and put your hat in the ring to win this. Just visit skipkimple.com forward slash contest. I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to win this. Heck, I want to win this, but I guess that would look kind of bad, wouldn't it? Next Tuesday, I have another good friend of mine on the show and one of my trusted technology partners. 
Sean Schenkel, Chief Executive Officer at Fresh Technology and To-Go Technologies. There are so many reasons why I recommend this product to many people. However, you're gonna to have to tune in to next episode to learn more. So as we close out this show one last time, don't forget to go out and vote today. It will be interesting to see if when we talk again next Tuesday, we will actually have a conclusion to our election cycle. Hey, it's 2020. Who knows what will happen? Maybe a tie in the Electoral College? Who wants to take that bet? Well, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>